So we change things up a little bit, having Mass being one of the first things. In some ways, this is kind of a, a joy to be able to start our day with Jesus, start our day with the Lord. Um, I'm typically pretty excited about Mass and encountering our Lord, and this sense of excitement is something that I certainly see in our first reading, where it talks about those, the inhabitants of other cities and places, wanting to approach in order to be there, to be in Jerusalem where God is. Now, we know in the New Covenant, God gives himself to us more fully and completely than he did in the previous one. And so he gives himself to us in the Eucharist in a way that he wasn't previously available. And on our pilgrimage of Eucharistic miracles, we are here now in Florence, where two miracles took place at St. Ambrose, one in 1230 and one in 1595, I think, was the year. Uh, in the first miracle in 1230, um, this may sound familiar, there was a little bit of doubt in the place of the, the priest, um, and he was a bit careless. Uh, what he did was, after he celebrated Mass, he left some of the precious blood in the chalice. So, um, you've probably seen me near the end of Mass, purifying the vessels, adding water, and then consuming it. Uh, we're supposed to do that. Jesus isn't supposed to be left behind. So, after the consecration, anything that looks like bread is really Jesus. And anything that looks like wine is really Jesus. And so, for this priest to leave behind a few drops of the precious blood and just leave it in his chalice and go home uh, should never have happened. That was very careless, that was very imprudent. And the next day when he came back to celebrate Mass, it had turned to human blood. And so that's the miracle from 1230. And the one in 1595 is uh, also somewhat familiar. We've heard of similar ones. Miraculous preservation from fire. And so these two miracles both took place in St. Ambrose Church here in Florence. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to go to that church and be able to see some of the relics if they have them available and on display. Um, and these miraculous occurrences help us in our understanding of Jesus' real presence. They help strengthen the faith that we have that it really is our Lord. So typically when it comes to purifying the vessels, um, it's supposed to be done immediately after communion or immediately after Mass. Uh, so I typically try to do it immediately after communion. Some parishes, some places, they do it immediately after Mass, which is okay, but one of the things that I've noticed in my short priesthood is that sometimes people get confused and they think something's already been purified when it hasn't, and so then they treat the sacred vessels as if it was already purified, as in putting things back into shelves when there's still crumbs in the ciborium that is the bowl that holds the Lord. Or if, it, if in a particular parish their custom is to wash the vessels immediately afterwards, um, to then soak them in ordinary water and soap, and if it wasn't purified first, then Jesus ends up down the drain. So in order to prevent that, I typically try to purify immediately after communion before the end of Mass. Um, but in some parishes, they may do it immediately after Mass, and the other people may be aware that they're supposed to wait until Father's done, or the deacon or the acolyte finishes purifying the vessels. 
but purifying is also one of the ways that we recognize Jesus is really present. So some people would say a tiny little crumb doesn't really count because it's just a crumb. Well, crumb is the size, not the substance. Well, what is it a crumb of? It's a crumb of what appears to be bread, but if it was consecrated, then it's the God of the universe, Jesus Christ. And if it's just a drop, some people would say, oh, well, it's just a drop. Again, that's quantity. That's not what it is. So um, even the couple drops that were left in 1230, uh, they transformed into human blood in order to show that even a couple drops is still the God of the universe, still our Lord Jesus Christ. So let us give thanks for our journey so far. Let us anticipate this great day that we have planned for us here in Florence as we prepare to meet our Lord Jesus Christ in the most holy Eucharist.